Murphy's bedtime stories. Murphy's. Go ahead, watch. Chapter. And I'm not telling you what color. What? Read it. No. If you want to, you can. Ew, no. Do I say chapter eight? Chapter eight. That was amazing. The days gradually cooled, but the fire in Flora's heart didn't. Sensor escaped. Each day at night time, Flora walked around, leaning and pushing against every single fence board as she listened for squeaks and cracks. But it was no use. There weren't any loose planks. The man with the beard had made sure of that. She's still trying to get out. It was hard not to get discouraged. Flora's only brush with adventure these days came from listening to Luna's stories. Luna went in and out of the farmhouse whenever she wanted, paying attention when the people talked. She had plenty to report. One time, Luna told Flora that fire was like magic to people. As soon as there was a fire in the fireplace, they would gather around and stare into it. The fire seemed to fill up their heads with memories and words. So many, they'd come tumbling out. Flora loved Luna's stories, but she also asked plenty of questions about her own interests. Flora Flora wanted to know about oceans and icebergs, ships and storms. She wanted to know about the ocean's creatures, such as what an octopus looked like. Eight legs? Like a giant underwater spider? Impossible. Miriam, any any questions to ask us about octopuses? Um, octopuses? You mean octopi? Octopi. Yeah, like I don't know how many tickles it takes or something like that. How many tickles does it take for an octopus to attack? I don't know, Miriam. How long does how many tickles does it take Ten. to make an octopus laugh? Eight. Ten tickles. <laughs> like a giant underwater spider. Spider. Impossible and thrilling. Some days Luna was more talkative than others, and on those days, Flora even asked about dogs and sleds. When Luna wasn't around, Flora practiced landing on her feet with a game she introduced to her brothers called Keep Your Hoof Side Down. Every, it sounds like a game Miriam would make up. Everyone was supposed to take turns leaping and twisting in the air and still land standing up. But the game never caught on. I did make a game called... Um... Murder your friends. No, baby girl. No. Baby snake. Oh. Maybe her brothers didn't like the game because they were getting too big. They were all eating solid food now from the trough, which made the shoving at mealtime an even mightier struggle. Mother needed her share too, and she was bigger than them all by far. Then one day, the farmer opened the gate at the back of the pig pen that never had been opened before. Flora bounded through as soon as she saw what was happening. We're free, she squealed. Then she noticed that her freedom was just another pen, only smaller. Never mind, it's still a cage. Flora looked back at her family. Snouts crowded and sniffed at the gate, but no one stepped through. Anyway, Flora said as she started exploring the corners, at least it's new. There has to be stuff to dig in here. The farmer stepped into the old pen and began to shoo and shove Flora's mother into the new pen. Mother clearly didn't like it. I have a bad feeling about this, children. Hold your ground. And Flora, get back home. Mother locked her knees against the farmer's pushing. And Flora joined her brothers in milling around Mother's legs. But when the farmer stepped out and returned with a stick, Mother and all her children surged into the new pen. It's okay. At least we're together. Flora started running her nose close to the ground along the fence line. The best way to know where to dig is to use her snout. At least that's my plan. Look who else has a plan, said Mother. Flora glanced up to see the farmer tying Mother to the fence 
with a rope around her neck. Mama! screeched Flora. What's happening? She rushed up to her mother. Pull away! Break the rope! Mother pulled, but neither the rope nor the fence gave an inch. I'm stuck, children, she called. Stay close to me. Flora and her brothers crowded around her legs. The farmer walked through the open gate to the old pen and poured a bucket of delicious slops in the trough. They not only heard it, they smelled it too. Dinner, squealed her brothers, and they went dashing home to eat. Come back, Flora yelled. Children, Mother pulled against the rope again. Don't leave my side, it's a trick. Miriam, what's the picture? It's of um, a pig tied to a rope. That's gotta be the mother. Yeah, and um, and all the pig, like one, four pigs are on one side and four pigs are on the other. So I like her little kids gathered around her. But they said so the farmer tied her, tied her up and poured food in the other pen. So all the brothers went rushing over to the other pen. What do you think's happening? Any ideas? Um, I think I think the mom came back. Alfred stopped in the entrance. He looked back and he looked back and forth. Then he seemed to make up his mind. I'm hungry, he whined. I'll come right back. Flora could hear the slurping and pushing. You guys are so dumb, she hollered. She rubbed against mother the way Luna would rub against her. Just then the farmer stepped back inside the new pen and closed the gate. He moved toward Flora. Run, Flora, called mother. Flora backed in under the mother's belly and said. Large hands reached in and grabbed one of Flora's rear, rear legs. Get away, Flora! Mother pushed against the hands with her body, but the farmer easily dragged Flora out, picked her up, and dumped her with her brothers. They had finished eating and now stood sniffing at the dividing fence. Mama! Alpha cried. Why did they take you away? He hit the fence with his little hooves. I need you! You don't need me, honey. Now stop making all that fuss. Alfred dropped down to the ground and put his snout under the gate. Flora nudged his shoulder. It's okay, she whispered, and tried to make her snout stop quivering. Mother put her front feet on the fence and looked over her lo looked over at her children. You're untied. Flora tried to reach her mother's face, but she was too short. Yes, I am, said Mother, and you are all big enough to be on your own now. Alfred whimpered. Does anyone want to do a whimpering pig sound? Me. No. no, that's not a whimper. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm right next to you. What? It's a whimpering pig sound. Anyway, I'm right next to you. Mama, Flora said, her voice wavering. Why did they do that? Why did they move you? Mother dropped back down. Listen carefully, children. We are farm pigs, and farm pigs are not in control of their lives. Our food is brought to us each day, and if we ask for more than that, it will just make us unhappy and ill-tempered. Flora led Alfred over to the trough to find a comforting morsel. It was cleaned out except for a bit of pumpkin that had fallen down between the trough and the fence. Once he was done eating the snack and had fallen asleep for his nap, Flora climbed the manure pile to think about Mother's words. When Luna came to visit, Flora had extra questions. Why aren't farm pigs in control of their lives? She asked as soon as Luna was settled. Luna looked at Flora and twitched her tail. You look as though you've been thinking about this pretty hard. What happened? Mama got moved out of our pen.
floor stamped her, stamped her feet. Why do dogs and cats get to be in control of their lives and pigs don't? Luna shook her head. Dogs make me jump into trees and horses and cows will step on me if I'm not careful. I never know where my next meal is going to come from. But you get to listen to stories and dogs get to have adventures. Dogs live at the end of ropes and leashes and harnesses. Yet nobody is happier than a slobby, slobbery dog. The trick is to have some control. Enough so your life is satisfying and bang! Where's the baby? A terrific thump shook the ground. Luna flew off her post and out of sight. Make it! Flora turned in circles, trying to figure out where the sound had come from. Pork! Her brothers were awake now and wide-eyed. Bang! It sounded like the father's hammer, farmer's hammer, only much louder. It seemed to be coming from the horse stalls on the other side of the shed. Bang! Uh, Flora had almost forgotten about Nessie because she was such a quiet horse, but not today. Flora tried to see what was happening through the shadows of the shed. Mama, Alfred called. Children, called Mother. Go to the far corner and stay there. Nessie's having a tantrum. Flora stayed where she was. This she really wanted to see. She gazed harder into the shadows. Human shouts came from the cornfield and two men came running. Open the stall door before she hurts herself, one of them called. So Nessie's the horse. Flora watched the broken gate swing open. As Nessie was backed out, her powerful hind legs struck high, breathtaking kicks that looked as though they could bring the barn down if they connected. One of the men tossed a blanket over her head, and suddenly she went quiet. Flora heard him murmuring in a low voice. The other man checked out the gate. Flora ran down the manure pile. Mama, what was Nessie trying to do? Oh, honey, Mother said. Her brothers gathered around to listen. I heard that Nessie doesn't like being in that stall for too long, and when she feels forgotten, her mean streak flares up. Flora's brothers went back to their naps, but Flora took a seat on the manure pile and wondered at the power of those kicks and the feelings that inspired them.